This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. There's a code I live by. There is? It goes like this. Sometimes the ride can be more exciting than the destination. Oh, yeah. That I wish that like had you. been my yearbook quote. I wish it had been. <laughs> Instead, my quote was, please don't hit me. No. Hey. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm bringing up all this for a reason. The 2024 <laughs> Nissan Pathfinder can take you from muddy jungle paths to rolling sand dunes. But it's not about where you go. Don't you get it? In a Pathfinder, the real excitement comes from getting there. Yeah. It's the journey, man. Chase bigger adventures with Pathfinder. Seven drive modes and available intelligent four-wheel drive. Seven drive modes. That's a lot of drive modes. Well, it's specifically seven, yeah. Yeah. And bring the fun with you with Pathfinder's 6,000 pounds of towing capacity. And I love to tow. 6,000 pounds. What? Visit. I like to tow stuff. But you don't tow anything. Yes, I do. I'm going to buy a boat tomorrow and tow it. <laughs> I'll never put it in the water, but I'll tow it and I'll use it. I'll tow it in my Pathfinder. Hey, visit <laughs> NissanUSA.com to learn more. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Towing capacity varies by configuration. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for additional information. Always secure cargo. You got to secure cargo. My name is Billie Eilish, and I feel I feel really excited about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Hi, my name is Phineas, and I feel dubious about being <laughs> Conan O'Brien's friend. Okay, Hi. Phineas, we've run out of time for you. <laughs> Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends Hey, Conan O'Brien here. Welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I think my voice becomes more and more professional with every outing. Huh. I'm taking a lot of pills to... Voice pills? Uh, well... Professional pure, pills? Pure testosterone. What? To try and get me into a lower register. Oh. Uh, that smooth jazz register. Yeah. Uh, Matt, good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, Sona, nice to see you as well. Same. Uh, how about ditto? Does your does your generation ever say ditto or is it always same? Well, no. Because my son says same. He goes same. Does he say samesies? No, he doesn't okay. do that. He's like a normal kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's holding a giant lollipop and dressed as, dressed as a sailor in short pants? Samesies! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, no, I don't say ditto. No. No. 
I don't. Do you? You? I've never heard you say ditto. I used to say ditto daddy-o back in the 50s, but uh, that was a long time ago. You know, I don't want to blither and blather today because um, I think this is kind of an important podcast. This episode or this podcast in general? Oh, the whole podcast. I just think it's an important part of American history. Oh, boy. (laughs) You couldn't even finish the sentence. Couldn't do it. I tried. No, I'm excited about this episode uh, because... Um, today is uh, a conversation with Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas. I love their work. I really do. I think they're uh, very talented. And I was very excited because I don't think they do a lot of stuff that they were uh, going to come into the studio and and talk to us. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was a fun it was a really fun conversation. It was so fun, and they're really cool. And you know, they came with like their parents who were also really cool. Yes, but it made me want to. Like, I, I really wanted them to think I was cool. I, I could tell that you were a little self-conscious. I was. Mm. I, I I think I'm saved from that because I know, first of all, I'm old enough to be their father, if not their grandfather. Okay. But, so, that, so that took away, <laughs> that takes away some of the pressure. There's no effort for me to try and be cool with Billie Eilish and yeah. Phineas. I don't yeah. feel that pressure at all. Hmm. Is that true? I don't. I do. I don't think so. Well, I wouldn't know because I was relegated back in the nosebleed seats there in the shadows. <laughs> so you guys could have. And your mic was turned down well, in our you know earphones. He <laughs> could barely that hear was you. Conan's request. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, really? Oh, that's no. my normal seat. <laughs> yeah. You're well, describing where I usually sit. Rise Aaron up. Blair. Let it rise up. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's right either. Well, here's what happened because there's two main chairs and two microphones. Uh, usually, if there's one guest, um, the guest sits there and then you sit in your seat. But mm. because it was Billie Eilish and Phineas, there was no choice but to place you in a Ralph supermarket several blocks away. <laughs> I'm seeing another <laughs> mic stand right here. I know we've got extra mics. I'm just wondering. We couldn't have you creeping up in between Billie Eilish and Phineas. Yeah, absolutely. Them? And if not no. sandwiched in the same chair, at least. Okay, no, creepo. And I'll well, take abso- either of them. Absolutely yeah. not. You wouldn't have had room. I, she got really comfortable yeah. at one part. And then as she was getting comfortable, I was too. This is what I was going to say about Billie Eilish's star, star power. So she's sitting in the chair you're in now, Matt. And she, as you both saw, almost immediately she got so comfortable. She started to, and no other guest has done this. She started to slide down the chair and she just kept sliding down the chair until... I was basically just looking at Billie Eilish's head. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Resting on the chair, her body completely disappeared, and Phineas got very comfortable. And then at one point, out of the corner of my eye, I look over and I see Sona, and you were mirroring Billie Eilish. Yeah, nice. You were way down as if you were on a transcontinental flight in first class. Yeah. You reclined all the way. You ordered some warm cashews and a Pinot Noir. And you put on an eye mask. You were so chill. And I was sitting on a milk bucket in the shadows. (laughs) (laughs) I think that if I did what she did, I would be cool like her. I think that's what I was doing. The reason it's that she's Billie Eilish is that she's not thinking about any of it. She just is. Well, also she's 21 and I'm 40. (laughs) (laughs) That may may help. Yeah. I also, I think this episode sets the record for the most times I've been called dude in one conversation. Yeah. 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 She's, they're very Californian. I don't know about you, but I wanted to be like, hey man, I'm from California yeah. too, bro. Hey dude. Hey dude. I was going to be he, like you. 
So did I get it? That's, That's why how... you were on the milk bucket. What? I understand that now. I think you should have gone a bit farther. Yeah. Maybe the other room would have been better. Hello, dudes. I live in Pasadena. And I am most dudular as well. Why, my dudes, what's spanking? <laughs> what's spanking, my chili willies? Hey, guys, cool. Want to come to the Rose Bowl swap meet with me? And we could find some Bakelite tea mugs? Hey, I'm going up to Fuckman's Leap to have some cordials later. Want to come? What? Wow, what was you that? Lost I don't know. You lost me no completely. One, I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody got lost with that. Uh, well, it'll come out. <laughs> <laughs> no, please leave it. Yeah, the I think you had a stroke. Silence What's afterwards. Fuckman's leap? I don't know. It just came out. Wait, so you don't even? That's not even a real thing. I don't know what it is. Who who improvises Fuckman's leap? That's insane. That is not coming out. That is a pure moment of insanity. It's come out of my mouth before, but I don't know what it is. Fuckman. Hey, dudes, we were on a riff about you being square in front of Billie Eilish, and then your attempt to be a quote square guy is to say we're all going up to Fuckman's Leap, which for the record is the coolest sounding place I've ever heard in my life. And boom, that shows that I've got it. (laughs) I want to die on Fuckman's Leap. (laughs) Conan O'Brien committed suicide today. He jumped off Fuckman's Leap. His wife could not be reached for comment because she was too busy laughing. <laughs> this is the problem. We're doing a whole day of segment and intro recordings, and there's no celebrity in here today. I mean, no offense. Uh, and it just feels too, like, groovy. You know, we're too jazzy right now. I'm too I comfortable. I love it. I think it's great. If it brought us Fuckman's Leap, I say more of this. Too jazzy and groovy. Anyway. Uh, You're so cool. Yeah. You're so with it. Uh, let's get to it because um, oh this was an exciting one. My guests today are Grammy award-winning singer-songwriters. They have won, like, between them, I think 155 Grammys. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Uh, And they have taken the music industry by storm with their albums When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, and Happier Than Ever. They are currently on their world tour and uh, just delighted that they uh, could join us. Billie Eilish and Phineas, welcome. I am thrilled that you guys are here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm. Uh, and I'll tell you, my story with you guys was, as you can tell, I'm a very old man. <laughs> fought in the Civil War uh, <laughs> on the good side, and uh, I, but my daughter Nev came to me a bunch of years ago, and she saw you guys at a small venue, and she walked away. Like, I mean, her life was changed. Oh, so wow, and, it's amazing. Yeah, it, just great. And so she was talking about you guys. And I was like, enough! <laughs> All the good music was written in the 70s. There's no more to be done! Uh, <laughs> after air supply, it was over! <laughs> and, um, but then I had this great experience where she said, I want you to take me to Coachella. And I took her to Coachella and watched you guys. Um, and it was a fantastic experience. I had never been to Coachella before. Was that the one like in 2019? Or was this last no, year? No, this was last year. This was last Thank April. God. Yeah. I love that. Why? Because the 2019 one was horrible. It wasn't horrible. It was bad. But, but Phineas, tell her it wasn't bad. It was terrible. Phineas it was knows. not. Phineas thought so too. Well, we, uh, you know, the, the, the fable of Coachella 
and it was true this year. It's true every year for everyone. It's just that it's a, a technical yeah. clusterfuck. So we had, you know, this show that everyone in your life, I don't know what the equivalents are necessarily outside of music, but it's Coachella is like the thing that everybody puts all weight and stock in your entire career on. Yes. And they're like, better be perfect. And invariably it's like a disaster and everybody's is. So I don't know why they act like yours won't be. So the first time we were on. I remember you, uh, cause I saw the documentary. Yeah. You guys had a, I guess a technical glitch. Oh my God. Yeah. The screen went out. Yeah. But you just roll with it and you fell at one point. I sure did. Which, was, <laughs> which, which proves one of the things I learned in comedy a long time ago, which is mistakes are great. I mean, it's I'm, true. I hope, I hope you didn't get no, hurt. No, 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 it's true. Oh, so you, you fell weekend too, yeah? I fell weekend two. Yeah, that was our favorite. If you were at weekend, if you were two, weekend, two, weekend two, I love two that. Two thumbs up. That yeah, was I, the one we I don't know if you remember. I got on stage. Remember, I had glow sticks, <laughs> and I was doing like a oh, robot Lord. thing. And then you guys called security, and I was beaten. Is any of this coming to you? Vaguely. Could <laughs> <laughs> that be vaguely? <laughs> I did not jump on stage, but it was amazing to not just watch your performance, but watch all these huge stars around the you know, close to the stage, you know, like Harry Styles is there watching. It's just- So cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And it's, I mean, you you guys have had such a journey in such a short time. This is something I've had in my life, which which I had always had a hard time processing when I got to meet people I idolized when I was a kid. And then suddenly they're sitting next to me and they're on my show. What I do is I, I can't take it in in the moment. I just say, I'll file that away for later. And yeah. I don't really deal with it. Mm -hmm. But you've both had the experience of meeting people that you love and they come up to you and they hug you guys mm -hmm. and say, we love you. We love what you're doing. Are you able to process that in the moment? Mm -mm, no way. I mean, it's, you can't. I mean, I've been saying this for like a long time, even about fans and love. You can't actually process love like that. Like, it's just not really, from from people, specifically fans and, and people in the world that you don't actually know, that don't know you, like actually intimately. Um, it's just a, a kind of attention that, that you can't actually process. And it's really interesting because I was that fan for like many people I looked up to as a kid. And like, I was the big fan that felt so much love for the, the artist or the whoever it was. And then becoming that and like switching sides, it's, it's devastating that I, I can never fully accept the love that the, that the fans give me, that the ones that have the love that they give me. And it's kind of the same when you meet people that, that you look up to. If they give yeah. you love, it's just you can't, even, you can't even process it. Here's what I found is that when I revere somebody, when I love somebody and I'm looking up at them, it makes sense. Anybody tries to pay me in any kind of way a similar I compliment, I, know. I think, what is this bullshit? <laughs> You know, yeah. That, that's no. It's honestly. Me. Tell me if you have the same same thing. I I almost <laughs> lose respect a little bit for that <laughs> because I'm like, and specifically if they're like, "Oh, I love your song, blank," and I'm like, "That's not a very good song." <laughs> I really I I experience this a lot in my life. Uh -huh. People, I'm like, their opinion is so important to me, and they're so. I, I just think they're really smart and talented and look up to them. And then they say, I loved this blank thing you did. And I just am like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know about you now. <laughs> oh, no. Can you let us know which songs we should compliment you on? <laughs> That's actually good. Your I, people send I should. I should yeah. write them down. You should yeah. have your team send ahead. These are the things she's proud of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But here yeah. are the things. And here are the songs not to mention. Yeah. Uh, your experimental song, Quack Quack, Went the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
which I loved, by the way. Mm-hmm. You guys really went took Thank a swing you, on man. that one. I think to to be fair, that we have a, a larger, so, well, maybe not than anyone, but um, we make our music with so little um, input from other people that we like a higher percentage of it than a lot of people I know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, the amount true. of artists that I talk to and go, what's the process of that? And they're like, oh, I hate that album. They yeah, hate that, I would they say we, we're, we're not like made. that. We're, we're really not like that. Yeah, yeah I feel like I've, I've watched some people's interviews and, and they talk about their albums and they're like, oh, I can't even stand. I can't even listen to myself. And I, that's very much not how we are. We listen I just, to our music a lot. I yeah. just think about me at 14 in a, you know, some stupid music video I made and somebody it's complimenting that. mostly things I've that. said in interviews. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try and get a couple of those too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, sure you, I'm sure you will. I'm never going to play them on a loop. <laughs> get them out there. Yeah. Um, I watched your process. The world's a little blurry. I, I really love that documentary Thanks. because it's about the process. And I love anything that shows both sides of fame, success mm-hmm. in a realistic lens. And what I, you know, first of all, the gap between the journey between yeah. you two in a bedroom you put a blanket over your head sometimes. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. Bickering, you prodding, yeah. having arguments, you know, arguing with your mom in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> and man, are you intimidating. I know. When you're, Billy, when you're mad, I have, you know, uh, a teenage daughter. I get terrified. <laughs> so when I'm watching the documentary, it's as scary to me as any horror movie because you'll just shoot those eyes at someone yeah, and you're not even hard. trying. You're just staring at them. And Ooh. if I were your mom, I would jump out the I window. Know, I know. 16-year-old me is a, is a scary thought. It's a it's a scary sight to see. I mean, I, I think about myself and think about the people that I used to have to make them be, be put through being around me. At mm-hmm. that age, and I feel very, yeah. I can't even, it, it makes me sick to my stomach thinking about if I had to be a, 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 around the younger Billy. It really freaks me out sometimes. Yeah. Scary girl. What about you? I mean, Phineas, you seem, and this is, again, this is just from uh, the documentary and, and performances. You seem like someone who doesn't lose his shit, but do you sometimes? Do you, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Phineas is an incredible Actor, I didn't know. <laughs> Incredible. So, um, so I mean, genuinely, uh, are we talking about like backstage? You're, uh, are no. you kicking yeah. stuff? Are you smashing things? Ooh, should we tell stories? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's what we're here to do. I, uh, I was as a as a little kid, as like a five year old, six year old. I'm told that I was very explosive, and I have a infinite supply of rage. Yeah, <laughs> but I. What an explanation. But I, but I d- don't think anyone should uh, be on the receiving end of it. So I try to just, you know, quell it. I try, yeah. I try to go empathy first, but there's always rage below it. My friend, <laughs> my friend Ricky always reminds me that at one point he said, he said, do you have a lot of rage? Which is a testament to like being around me too much, maybe to see me sort of at the guitar center staring off in the middle distance. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, do you have a lot of rage? And I said, are you joking? That, was apparently <laughs> the thing I said. that is all I have. But I don't, yeah, but I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm like, I don't scream at anybody. True or false? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I, no, I would agree. I would agree. I, I 
my team will disagree. I have no anger issues. Are you an asshole? Agree. You're is a total I, asshole. You know what I am? <laughs> hey. Passive aggressive. No, are you are you an asshole? Uh, I don't think I'm an well, you guys can back me no. up. I am not an asshole, I don't Everyone. think. Everyone but <laughs> no. his mortgage is paid by yeah. I know. Now remember, no. before you answer, yeah. your checks don't come out till Monday. I saw a full panel of people Can we meet you behind Jesus the building Christ. later yeah. and tell you what we feel? Well, I think I've worked for him longer than anybody. And yep. I will say he's not an asshole, but he has made an art form of being passive aggressive. Be- because the way I grew <laughs> yeah. up, yeah, but the way I, I, I relate to Phineas because yeah. I have a lot of anger. I have a temper. And what I and I used to really get angry when I had a bad temper when I was a kid. Sure. And what I did is I learned, I grew up in a family very unlike yours where uh, we weren't supposed to express Catholic. negative things. Catholic. Yeah. We're not supposed to express. And no one was around saying, well, how do you feel about what just happened? There's none of that. <laughs> yeah. So wow. um, there was nobody expressing any of that. So what happened was there's a lot of pent up anger. And what I learned is you could express anger in this I yeah. could let it out like a teapot. There's a little <laughs> hole Steam. that it's coming out, but it's shooting out at great force and it's <laughs> passive aggression. It's me saying, oh, well, oh, that sounds like a wonderful idea. And people are like, fuck. <laughs> and I mastered this thing of being able to talk to somebody for a bit who I was really mad at and we were, had a pleasant conversation and then I'd leave and they'd think, I think we had a pleasant conversation. Oh my God, I'm bleeding. <laughs> he stabbed me with words nine times, but I didn't feel it. So it's an issue. Yeah, it's an issue that I have to work on. But I don't think you can have creativity without some it, you, internal you have to, rage. You have to have. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one of the things that has been- I think been, you have to be a little tortured. That's what I think. Yeah. There's some great quote, and I'm misquoting it, but it was like a lot of the world's great work has been, been done by people who didn't feel quite well. You know, yeah. it's like... It's true. I, I think the, the caveat there is that it's this slog and it's this challenge, and then sometimes it's effortless for two hours. Do you know, does that... Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like we had that yesterday. We've been slogging through writing for months. And yesterday we had a couple hours where it was the faucet was on. It was yeah. really easy. Yeah. But mostly it's not. Yeah. I feel bad that I interrupted your great creative flow and you had to come here and do the <laughs> podcast. That was yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. What if it was going really great and they said, you got to do that Conan podcast? We'd do it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, they have to say that <laughs> now. Know, they're no, here. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it. then their fans would be like, what did we miss out on? <laughs> By the way, have you played other giant? Have you played Bonnaroo? Uh-huh. We've done all of them. You've done all of them. Pretty we much, did. Yeah. Sony, you were with me when I did uh, Bonnaroo. Yeah. Oh, because they have they make <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it was what the hell trench war. It, it was it like was trench warfare. Disgusting. It's all mud. <laughs> it takes place in the summer yeah. in this in Tennessee. You're in a tent. You're in a tent. No, and like what I noticed with your fans is they love to get their hands on you, and you were very generous about hugging people. I'm the same way. I'm. I don't mind hugging people. Huge mistake at Bonnaroo. Yeah. <laughs> They're moist. No one had nobody had had a shower in a week oh yeah, ago. Oh, yeah. naked and moist stinky a lot of, yeah, naked yeah and disgusting people yeah yeah but happy and high probably like oh, they're yeah. just <laughs> you know well you were high too I was <laughs> but not too I high would, I was I working I would send you out for a nice coffee and you'd come back with like a goose <laughs> here you go oh it's not a nice coffee yeah it was Bonnaroo yeah it yeah. was a good time mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Sona, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. (laughs) California, Sona. No matter where you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So, Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. On the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less Filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Come on, if most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> Anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not, that's more people than are on earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. That's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn <laughs> members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business 
with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You know, one of the things that I noticed was there's this this difference between your fans who you love, like when they're telling you they love you and these, especially these young women who you've, who you mean so much to and they're going crazy and they love it. And then at a certain point when it's, if it's hundreds of thousands of people, I would think it starts to get, I, uh, it's overwhelming. It's weirdly in a way underwhelming when there's more people. Right. Okay. So like I played my first stadiums over the summer. You know, I was I was playing markets that I hadn't played before. So I hadn't been there. So I could, a lot of people wanted to go and I didn't want to do, you know, five shows in an arena. So might as well do a stadium or two stadiums or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I did a couple stadiums over the summer and like that was really exciting because I was like, ooh, I want to be in a stadium. It's so sick. It's so big. You're a fucking star. And then you're on the stage and it's like, you feel like you're just alone. And then there's like a, it it feels like there's a printed out wallpaper of (sighs) thousands of people because they're so far away that there's like no intimacy. I I, I went to the Super Bowl the other day and I was sitting in a box with Adele. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's what people do. But we were talking about it because she's. I didn't see you there. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) You know the name drop thing where people say the first name of the person and then they say the last name? Like you go, like, I was on Conan O'Brien. Like, you know what I'm talking about the name drop? Yeah. (laughs) You can't do that with Adele. No, No, you can't. That's with Adele. Adele is just Adele. Yeah. But anyway, we were talking about it because she's doing this this Vegas residency and she's just, you know, not to out her, but she said she's having a fucking the time of her life. And she's like, I love that it's it's like a 4,000 cap yes. room. And she's like, it's so nice. I feel like I can be there with them. And I well, feel intimate. You outed her for having the time of her life. I don't know. Yeah. She might not want that to be known. I don't know. <laughs> I can't write a song about that. Um, so you've got new battles that you didn't have two yep. years ago. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been in a in a I've been drowning in a pool of that <laughs> recently. <laughs> Just like what am I where do I how do I evolve and what do I do? And you know, I've just I feel like for the last month I've been I've been completely drowning. I feel like I because dude, I mean I I I achieved the kind of things before I even was 18 that are, you know, things that you people work their entire lives for and Mm -hmm. maybe never even get. And maybe, and like one of the things that I achieved is like one thing someone gets at the end of their life and one other, you know, and I got all of them, you know, and I'm 21 now and I'm, I'm in a point where I'm like, I've done it all. What am I, what what am I going to do now? And like, where do I go from here and who do I want to be? Cause I've also only ever been teenage Billie Eilish. Mm -hmm. And so that's the person I thought I was. And then I got to a certain age and I was like, Oh, that was teenage me. That's right. I thought I thought I was being my I was like, "Oh, I'm myself and this is who I am." And, you know, it was who I was, but it was a me as a teenager. And it's very strange to to grow up and become an adult and like the person that you that you kind of finally figured out how to be in like the the like the perfect way that everybody thinks is who you are is yourself as a teenager. It's very jarring and uh hard to deal with. I was really happy that your parents came there. <laughs> they uh, are outside. Yeah, they're now. outside. I wouldn't let them in. 
Um, <laughs> your father got in here twice, and I, <laughs> I had him taken out, and I, I had someone sh- uh, shave his beard. Um, <laughs> oh, why? Yeah, yeah. I like it. It looked really cool, but I just I have that kind of power. You're in my building. Okay, right. So um, no, he's. Uh, I think one of the things that you two have that is rare, um, especially because you're both so young when this all started, when this was happening, is to have your parents there and have them be really decent people who have their heads screwed on right just doesn't happen. I think nine out of 10 times it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's a godsend. That's really special. I mean, I'm sure there were moments where you're like, why are they on the tour bus? <laughs> <laughs> Very rarely. It's yeah. really fun. I love really having great. our parents out. Yeah. Yeah. There there was a moment over the summer where I was having like a, I need to be an adult moment. And like, I need to have space and I need to have, I need to have my own this and my own that. And I need to go on tour alone. And I need to do this and this and this alone. I want to be independent. And I do need that in in a lot of ways because you know you need that as you grow older. But then also now I'm like, well, I like I like my parents <laughs> being around, and I like my mom coming and doing stuff with me. Well, I, Billy doesn't. Billy moved away. I did move away. And I think when you don't live with your folks anymore, you're do, there's yeah. It's nicer to it. It makes you more grateful yeah, to, to do everything with them. So I'm like now I just like I I you know when I have a free a free night I like go and hang out with my parents. That's the first thing I think of doing. What well, is the pattern? I mean, I've seen it with with my daughter, which is she was you know very smart, independent, cool, artistic, and then I, I could tell we were getting on her nerves. And then she went off to college, <laughs> and she'd come back from college, and she would ask us to do things that we know for a fact she can do on her own. She'd be like, uh, "Could you pour me a glass of milk?" <laughs> like, you mean the carton of milk that's right there in the pretty please and you could tell like she just wanted to be just back in that this space straight. this girl's drinking just regular milk <laughs> no 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 she <laughs> has <laughs> no she has a flask of scotch <laughs> that she has on her that she pours into the milk okay that's how we do it, it in makes our it house. even weirder yeah <laughs> this is whole we're talking whole milk two person this is not even like an la i thought you didn't aren't you aren't you isn't she a nepo baby aren't you isn't she on oat milk or almond milk or pistachio milk <laughs> <laughs> you got this girl on two percent. Uh, yeah, yeah, two percent. No, I, I live in the Palisades, and uh, I'm a celebrity, so I found a special nine percent milk. It's got huge chunks of fat no, floating. No. In. No one drinks the one percent milk. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Got it. No, I drink the one percent of the one percent milk. Only Adele gets that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Go back to the sweet no, thing yeah. about your daughter. Yeah, think about it. But no, I think you that's that. I think that's I think that's normal to you know, that to me is almost defining not just your relationship with your parents, but the relationship you have with each other is it's a push me pull you. Right. There's that mythical yeah. Dr. Doolittle beast of, I don't want to fucking write a song. We got to write a song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. No. So, tr- and then, so true. And then you get this great music, and but then you have to go back to that space. Right. It's very true. Yeah, it's true. Billy is the most comfortable I've ever seen anyone in a podcast. <laughs> I'm, it makes me want to get more comfortable. Can I? Do it. Can yeah, I? Okay, you thank yeah. you. Yeah. Lean back. Oh. Yeah, and I'm go. wearing yeah. like basically yeah. pajamas too, well, so been, I'm in a good place. I've been place. thinking about doing it this whole time, and then I was like, but the mic doesn't move, and it does. 
No, the mic has so many joints. The mic has a lot of joints. Take it easy, Sona. Uh, I might fall asleep. Oh, you will. Okay, all right. I was once doing an interview with a very important journalist, and Sona was next to me in a restaurant, and uh, you fell asleep in front of the journalist. How dare you do that in front of Matt Lauer? Uh, shout out to Matt Lauer, wherever you are. Uh, no, we don't need to. Sh- He's on that island in the Hamptons, right? It's just his house. <laughs> I, I, I had a call with Robert Rodriguez, who is incredibly, you know, talented and yeah. incredible and legend. And I, I fell asleep on that call. <laughs> on Zoom, well, too. Well. And then I drooled on my bed sheets. Oh. You, was this... Pre or post you having COVID? <laughs> this was post me having COVID. Yeah. Billy had COVID. Once she, once she had COVID, she got very lethargic. She's I, I got fucked Super up. lethargy since COVID. She like, never napped in my life and before now COVID. Naps all the now time. Now I'd be napping. That's her COVID <sighs> story. But I did. But I was doing a Zoom. He was pitching me this whole idea because we were we were gonna <laughs> we were gonna do this. He's pitching you. <laughs> he was He's pitching a big me. Deal. He was pitching me because we were gonna shoot this <laughs> movie for. Uh, oh, like you even remember what he said? Uh, <laughs> was it the one you did, or is it? It was, you yeah, know, it was the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did thing. this Hollywood Bowl film of the album, whatever. And yep. he was he was pitching me the ideas, and I was, I was like, I was fully my 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 phone propped up, and I was laying on my pillow. It wasn't like I was sitting, you know, and I accidentally fell asleep. I was like fully on my blanket on my pillow, like this, watching. Fell asleep, woke up, <laughs> drool all over my pillow. So gross. I took a I took a screenshot. Did he know? Or oh you- yeah, he was talking to me. Yeah, but sometimes in our industry, people are so into their pitch they don't notice that you've fallen asleep. You know, he I wish just, he was like, I just had the no, greatest dude. meeting, Billie Eilish. <laughs> she didn't say anything. Yeah, the whole she was time. so odd yeah, by my her, idea. Yeah, yeah. she her was jaw, jaw dropping. Yeah. And at the end, when I said, "Are you going to do it?" she went, "Azabah." <laughs> she was salivating for it. Yeah, she was salivating. <laughs> She was so happy. <laughs> How do you deal with, uh, there was a moment I saw that where you're worried about a song and you said, oh, I don't, this, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this song and mm. the internet's going to hate me. Mm-hmm. And I remembered when I heard that line, I thought, I got to talk to them about that. It's true. The last thing I would ever do in the world is type in, what do people think of Conan O'Brien? <laughs> because uh, I would read things that would make my face fall off. And <laughs> why would I Why would I do that? Like, like, he looks like a guy whose face could fall off. <laughs> <laughs> my face is barely hanging on, Phineas. That's what they're saying? Phineas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's comedy. Was, it's okay. I like some of the stuff on YouTube. But, but he kind of has a face that looks yeah. like it might fall yeah. off. Is it actually a mask? Like the staples are giving way. <laughs> and that would invariably make your face fall off. Yeah. Um, I know what Mullen he's talking about. He's talking about yeah, when you're no hitting time the to belt. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Which was in- interesting to, to think about and to like rewatch that scene because like I remember at that point in my life, my voice was maturing in a in a way I had never experienced before, and I was able to sing in a lot of ways that I mm-hmm. hadn't ever before. And and more like I was able to open the door to singing like that. It was more like I didn't know if I could, but I was trying to, and right. I hadn't. Right. And I I was it was scary. I mean, it was like outside of the you know my comfort zone. And, and it's just interesting to look back now because my voice is is completely changed since then. It's just so, it's very sweet and like touching to me thinking it's about a vulner- that. It's a vulnerable moment and I completely understand everything behind, I understand a thousand percent what you're talking about and then at the same time I think the internet 
I mean, your generation has has only grown up with it. We don't know what it does yet, but I can tell you this: checking it out does not is not going to help the creative process. No, right? I know, <laughs> I know. I I I I don't look at it anymore. I've I've deleted it all off my phone, um, which is such a huge deal for me. Because, dude, like you know, you didn't have the internet to grow up with, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, it was like a big part of. And not my childhood. I wasn't like an iPad baby, thank God. But mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like I, I I grew up in the perfect time of the internet where it wasn't so internet-y that I didn't have a childhood. I, right. had, I really had such a childhood and I was doing stuff all the time. And it was like computers and like games on computers, but barely, you know? And then it was like... Yeah, we were outside. It, we, were out, we were doing stuff. And then when I became, you know, a preteen, there was iPhones. And then there was, you know, I got a little older and there was all of what has become. But then being like a preteen and a teenager on the internet, that right. w- those were my people. I was one of them. I was one of those people on the internet. And then with within myself, feel like nothing changed. But suddenly I'm doing what I've always done and looking at the internet because I am an internet person, mm-hmm. kid. And not meaning like I'm an insul- influencer. I'm a person that goes on the internet. That's yeah. all I mean yeah. by that. And to, to to change nothing about the person I am in the life that I live and to just keep doing what I do over the years and slowly the videos that I'm watching and things that I see on the internet are like about me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, <laughs> stinky. <laughs> I don't like that. Stinky. And it's like about, it's like about, you know, how I'm a, like a video came up I was with my boyfriend the other day and we were sitting there and this video came up and it was like, it was like, Billie Eilish is a horrible person. (laughs) Jesus. And then it was like a very serious video of why, and the person seemed like very, you know, like, in the in the, the right headspace and they were saying all these things they were and I was convincing like, you I, I, honestly and I was like geez wow, wow like, these are good points it's just funny I'm just like wow it's just such a crazy reality that I live in I'm like that's my face oh that's my face oh oh that's my name oh they're they're that's me oh interesting okay all right and it's these it's these definitive statements that they know are right somehow they know somebody told the god came down and said this is the truth about billy and and you know it for a fact and you don't know her but you know that this is the truth and you have to tell everybody about it and then everyone's gonna believe it and that's the other thing that freaks me out about the internet is how gullible it makes you and it makes me anything i read on the internet i believe right me and i know for a fact that that's stupid and i shouldn't do that because i have proof that it's not all true it's almost none of it's true. And it's like little things, like small white lies that that, that go over everybody's heads, but everyone believes like, you know, there'll be a photo of me somewhere at the gym and then I'll see paparazzi photos of me there. And that's what I was doing. And it says like Billie Eilish in Hollywood going to a studio to work on her new album. <laughs> and that's such a small lie, but I'm like, right. why would you even need to lie about that? Yeah. It just is very strange. And then it makes me like, wow, how much was a lie that I was reading when I was looking at the internet. Now, this is years. why I never go to the gym. Right. Uh, <laughs> but they probably thought you were going today. Yeah. Like, he's going to the gym. And the times I have gone to the wherever. gym, they are, they do say Conan's working on his new album. And they're like, <laughs> but no, but I, I totally, uh, you, you ha- get to see firsthand, both of you, how, how skewed that reality is. Here's the thing about the internet. It's synonymous and they don't think you're seeing it. Right. That's the problem. And it's also because you're popular, you're so freaking popular, (laughs) it is a kind of like a nice provocative thing to do. The point is, 
if magically I could bring that person in here right now, yep. that is not how they would talk to you. Well, also, if we just ha- if they just took the time to like have a conversation with me, mm-hmm. we'd get along. That's the of part that freaks would. me out so and much. And I think a lot of the people, the, a lot of trolls or a lot of people that are, you know, sort of lighting fires on the internet, I always think if you could go to their house <laughs> and just ring the bell and they answered and you have it and, and talk to them, they'd say, oh, yeah, would you want to come in? Would you like um, <laughs> if tea if you want tea? Oh, that. Yeah. I know. I mean, anyway, it's so nice to meet you. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. what they, they wouldn't yeah, say that I, to your face. No, of course not. And I don't even think they really would believe it. Well, I think that that's that's this just the proof of like that we don't seem like people. And and I know that's like the most common thing anybody says, but it's really the truth. Like I am not viewed as a, a, a just a person mm-hmm. at all to mm-hmm. those people. And they think that why would I be looking at the Internet? And also, if I was, why would it affect me? I have everything, which, you know, is true to an extent. And like, you know, I remember there was a period of time where Billy hashtag Billy Eilish is fat was the <laughs> number one trending on Twitter. <laughs> Which was great. Me and Finney's had a good laugh over I'm that. I'm sorry. And there were all that's these. Just, it's, just, <laughs> it's so extreme. But it's also just. It's not subtle it's, at all. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, not even, it's not even a joke. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not even like, like a <laughs> play on words or anything. It's not even, it's not even yeah. clever. A, no not, there's wants. like, there's no remote truth to it. B, it's not something that someone crafted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but I was going to say, though, that, the, that the, the person, the person who like started it and uh-huh. was kind of. The, the the one instigating all of it and it was this person that was like making these edits of me where I looked do you remember those yeah, I edits? Do. where I looked really they were like drawings they right? were drawings of me just to look make me look really bad mm-hmm. and it was horribly mean shit like mean and I remember it they th- like these tweets and everything it was like hundreds of thousands of likes and responses and whatever and I remember my little thumbs and my little eyes just look through all of that stuff and that's why I had to get off recently but because I'm a fucking internet kid I look through everything I always have since way before anybody knew my name right. I used to look at the drama of what was going on and look up through the, all the comments and look at all the responses and like then when it's about me of course I'm gonna do that even more so and I remember looking somebody said like dude you're gonna like you're gonna make her you know suicidal have an eating disorder like you're gonna fuck her up and he was like please she doesn't why would she give a fuck this wouldn't affect her at all no it was like as if she's gonna see this yeah as if she would never even she's never gonna see see any of this she lives in a castle made of grammys (laughs) that goes thousands of feet into the air I just don't know what they think we're doing. I don't know. It would be so funny if you won another Grammy and you were like, only 20 to go. (laughs) So I build the final room. Beyonce probably could. Yeah. (laughs) Smelt them all down. It's like the Game of Thrones. It's made of uh, swords. Someone welding a bunch of Grammys together. The Grammy throne. And then driving around in it, putting a motor in it. Oh, this? Oh, that's my 45 Grammys. Whatever. Just the ultimate humble brag. So good. I've got a parallel park my Grammy car. <laughs> Speaking of cars, I don't want to forget, but I love that you uh, have that. Is it a Dodge Charger? Challenger. Oh, it's the Challenger. Mm-hmm. Love those cars. Yeah, they're nice. Matte black. They're nice. And then I we're talking just before we started this recording and uh, I find out that your dad <laughs> trashed it. He did. He did. I was... Uh, He's going to be so mad because I, he... <laughs> Very well. I mean, it wasn't he, his fault. It was not his fault, or so he says. Correct. We were in New York. I was hosting SNL last two Decembers ago. Mm-hmm. You know, after we came back, I'd been home for like days. And my dad sits me down and he goes, so um, 
I just, I didn't want to tell you this when you were, you know, in New York because I just didn't want to bum you out. But, you know, when you guys were gone, I was home alone and I was, I was, I, I, I wanted to go to this, this show and I, I, I used your car mm-hmm. and I didn't ask you because you were busy. I didn't want to bother you, but I, I just thought it'd be fine. So I just used your car and I drove it to go see the show because I was late and I didn't have my keys and something, something. And he was going through a light and a car was turning left and yeah. smashed into my car yeah. and got yeah. a nice classic good old den. You know what I love about this? It's total role reversal. Yeah, I know. Because you're away at work. You're, <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta go out of town to go to work. Dad, I used and your then, car. Yeah, I and crashed then dad, it. Your dad is like, well, you were gone at work. I used your car. Where were you going? To a rock and roll show? <laughs> I true. told you not to go to those. It's totally true. <laughs> I also had a party in the house. Yeah. <laughs> But like all the other little dings on the car, like that's the first car I ever had. And I, you know, I learned to pretty much learn to drive in that car. And so, you know, and also like having that nice car with, you know, my parents, and my brothers, tiny little houses and tiny little driveways and learning to park in a driveway. I, 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 I bonked and clonked into lots of walls Yeah. <laughs> when well, I was 16, you know, learning right. to do it. You don't, your, have, you don't have to answer this question if you don't want. Do you have some car that you drive seldom that's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars? I, what, do you want Multiples, to answer that for me? No, he does not. You don't have any <laughs> cool uh, Famously, cars. for at least half of my career, uh-huh. I, had, I drove a 1992 Ford Taurus. Okay. He still has it. Awesome. And I still have it. We still get it registered. And fans <laughs> ask me how the Taurus is doing. Yes, I and love it. I love one of this. my great achievements was uh, tricking Brad Pitt. He was on the show <laughs> and I tricked him into shooting a segment where he drove it. And he's, of course... Amazing at everything, so we got in it and <laughs> and peeled out and uh, burned the clutch. Uh, and I refused <laughs> to get it fixed because I was like, that clutch was burned, burned by, by Brad. Pitt. Yeah, that's sick. That's sick. I, I feel um, you. And then uh, yeah, I have a I have a Toyota Tacoma downstairs. So sick. Um, well, I, I like this answer because to me, a friend of mine, Anton, one time said we were talking about fancy cars, and he was like. I'm rough on my cars. And I remember thinking like, yeah, me too. You know what I mean? Like I, and I eat food in them and shit. Like yeah, I feel yeah. like the kind of, per, it's like sneaker heads who have spotless Yeah, I kind of sneakers. agree. It's I'm like, like where, where are you not walking? I, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it can, get that, it can get that, it can get that way too with, with gear, like uh, guitars. Yeah. I have a lot of guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our dad uh, did like handyman work a lot our childhood to pay the bills. And uh, one of the guys that he was a handyman for was a a concert violinist. And the guy played a Stradivarius violin. And my dad talked to him one day when he was like literally fixing the guy's shelf or whatever. And he was like, so the Strat is the one you play. And the guy was like, oh, you have to, or it doesn't. Yes. It falls apart. You have to keep playing. You have to play it. Yeah. Which I think as a philosophy is like the way that you should be with everything in life. You don't need to preserve stuff. You should use it and like get joy out of stuff. Is there an indulgence that you've, you guys have like dabbled in that you were, you're like, okay, we've had all this success. We've worked really hard. Mm. I'm getting myself a, a falcon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the bird. Yeah. Yeah. Phineas, what's up? It's my falcon. I've worked hard. Well, Phineas reverted into old rich white guy mode and made a, built a pickleball court. I do have a pickleball court, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. a super, that's, yeah. That hasn't made any of my music better. Yeah. Sure hasn't. <laughs> and you had robots built that you can play with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I feel like we don't, we haven't really, there hasn't been like a big, you know, purchase, I feel like. I'm, um, 
No. Right? I'm about to get a new car, actually. <laughs> you know what? I have a feeling they're going to send it to you for free now. Yeah, I have a feeling they're the, not. I, that's the, I, trust me, I'm constantly mentioning. <laughs> who, who do you like, think she is? Will Arnett? Wait, why would they send him free cars? Because he does the he voiceover does the voices for all the commercials. Oh, for what? GMC trucks? Is that what he does? He's, yeah. I mean, he's got that perfect BoJack voice. Yeah. Know? He does one line and then Bateman does another line. They both do a line of cars. But also, it's so funny because he's changing his voice, too. I know. And, and so when I hear Will doing those commercials, he's like, it accelerates. You know, <laughs> it, it goes like one that. to 40. And I'm thinking, that's not <laughs> quite how Will talks. Yeah, I wish should. I had. I wish I had Will's voice. Uh, no. No. Imagine how cool <laughs> No. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I you just should do. I up and that's how I spoke. If only you had a, <laughs> If only you had a different voice, Billy. But, yeah. but then I sang like me. Yeah, she but what sings if I like talk her, like him and I sang like me? Oh, that would be like great. <laughs> that's so funny. That would be great if you sang, you did a whole concert as you and then it was over and you're like, <laughs> what did you guys think? <laughs> Bless Phoebe Bridger's heart. That's kind of how she rolls. <laughs> she does have a very cool uh, speaking voice. She does. Too. Yeah. She. I get it. We're in the same boat. <laughs> My voice is Will Arnett, and, and then. Okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No. No real indulgences that we have. I have some. I have a couple expensive guitar. Like I was the. I was buying like the cheapest guitars I could as a kid. Yeah. And what's would, the What's the guitar that that you have? That's well, the first one that you get in the fire. Um. Ooh. I have a Martin from like the forties. Um, Come on. What about your little Coco guitar? Well, that might be the one I, I get first. We were on tour in 2019 in the summer. It was like June 2019. Mm-hmm. And Billy's album had come out and it was doing great. It was like the first time I went to a guitar store with any funds ever in my life. And I was like, this is crazy. I could kind of get whatever I want. And I remember going in and I was playing, I was at the guitar center in Boston, right by Berkeley college of music. So every uh, inch of the store was, <laughs> was 19 year old kids going like shredding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was so kind of uh, pee shy yeah. in the guitar center. Sure. I was like, I'm not going to sit down and play a G <laughs> like, I don't, so embarrassing. Right. And so I just eyeballed it and there was a, a toy guitar. There was a, the, Tiny a little. Disney, uh, Cordoba Coco guitar that uh-huh. like uh, wonderful movie yeah that for $70 or something and it was nylon string and I was like well it's small enough that I'll sit in the lounge on the bus and I can have it in my arms and have people next to me not like be taking up too much room yeah and I bought it and like I remember the clerk being like ringing me up and I was like do you guys uh, sell a case for this and he was like no, I- no idiot <laughs> how about insurance you're just, you're just supposed to break it but then, but then we like immediately yeah. wrote Happier Than Ever yeah, yeah, yeah. and then recorded exactly. it with that guitar yeah, yeah. and so till lo- then oh that's the guitar till, happier till, than well ever. I was going to say that, that that since then to my uh, what would you call it to, I don't know to my uh Annoyance. Oh, everyone thinks it's a ukulele. Everyone thinks it's a ukulele because it's, it's, it's a baby. It's a little sweet, tiny guitar. Is it? Is it a six string then? It's a six string. Yeah, it's yeah. regular it, yeah. ass guitar. It's just. It does sound tinny like. But a ukulele. so we we do a lot of things where they're like the ukulele on Happier Than Ever is amazing, and it really bothers me. That's it's all. I love that. I really love that song. But it's a really easy. It's a kids' guitar, so it's so easy to play. Yeah, it's really and to nice. your point about guitars have to be played, it's it's the easiest. I remember you picked it up a couple weeks ago, and you were like, "This is so easy." Oh to yeah, play. I mean, it's made for a kid. Yeah, Literally, it's, awesome. it's like what you would get for a kid if they wanted to learn. How My to play. favorite guitar move of all time is there's this famous shot of the Ramones on their way to a gig in like '76, uh-huh. and they don't have guitar cases; they have their guitars in shitty shopping bags. <sighs> 
in shopping bags, like it's just sick. paper shopping bags, so and it's cool. just like, no, I'm, whoa, we got our jeans on, we got our leather jacket, so cool. We're going downtown, we're gonna play some fucking rock and roll. <laughs> you know, who knows where the case is? <laughs> Let's just use these, you know, Ralph's shopping bags. How it's big fantastic. are the bags? They're just they're just a normal, you know, a normal grocery bag. So the guitar is sticking two right, thirds right, right. of so the then way. They just have the like. They the, just are kind of using it. it, like I don't know, put it in that fucking bag. Let's uh, go. So sick. Come on, <laughs> Dee Dee, where's Dee Dee? Let's go. <laughs> I think that's Conan. How loud can you shout? <laughs> you haven't even heard it. That's why I'm asking. Uh, I would like it if you. Way. I would like it if you stood in the corner and just shouted as loud. Oh as you no! Could. Oh really? All right. Fuck it. <laughs> take, take your headphones. I want to hear out. those pipes. Come on. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> also, my signature vocal move is. <laughs> Anytime, uh oh, <laughs> Phineas, Phineas is being rushed to the hospital. <laughs> I just shouted. <laughs> it's one of the weirdest moments. <laughs> it is weird. You know what? I'll tell you something else. Uh, my signature song move when yes. I'm singing a song is I always put in, and I did it years ago. I was singing a thing. I've done it in front of a lot of like big deal people. Yeah. It was for some bit, or we're doing a song together, and I would put in a sebasha. And I would put that in at the end, and I did that in front of Sting, and he was like, what the fuck was that? Why did you do that? That's so good. And I'm like, I don't know. It's a thing I do at the end of a song. Yeah. You and you know what? I'm happy to come oh. and put that at the end of any song oh, that you guys write. So We're love, definitely going to have wait. you do that on the next record, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the most, that was the politest that fuck you. That was the actor. Yeah. I couldn't even look you in the eye when I said it. <laughs> Look at that. That's a note that no one's ever hit before, right, Sona? They shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should. nobody yeah. wants to. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Listen, I don't want to keep these guys because I think they have a hard out. There's yeah, no way we're done. What? Yeah. yeah. No, no way. This, you're part of a huge machine. I, I was told I'd be murdered if you guys weren't out of here. I don't even, ha I don't actually have a hard out, do you? No. Oh, who's lying? Well, I have to be somewhere at six, but that's in like two hours, isn't it? Actually, I have a hard out, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Matt, I want to bring this up because uh, Matt Gorley is a James Bond fanatic, and I am Ooh, as too. well. Simplified. Yeah. And you know what's amazing? <laughs> so much happened for you guys, and then it's like, oh man, come on, let's go. We got to get to work on this James Bond Dude, theme. And I thought, what are you talking about? It's incredible. And then it's so great. Sick. It's Thanks, so man. it's really good. Uh, I want to know when you're in that luxury skybox with Adele, were you two just kind of like oh, a couple of Bond? Oh, I uh, literally didn't think of it until like just now. Really? Oh. Didn't oh even think about God. it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Which is yeah. crazy. Too, Which is funny because. Skyfall, yeah, Skyfall is we think oh, is so is awesome. One of my is like my favorite Bond song. Yeah, um, well, one of my favorites, but there's so many good ones. There's so many good ones, but no, I didn't, I didn't even think That's of so it. That's so funny. But she was like part of why that was so exciting for me again because like I was young, you know, yeah. it wasn't Bond wasn't like the way that it was for people in you know. You're the, the youngest the Bond performer ever, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so for me, you know, when we were when we were offered the idea to 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 try, we weren't offered the gig. We were offered to try to yes. to get the gig, which is the deal. I think everyone gets an audition. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much, yeah, yeah, for Bond. Um, I mean, because what if it sucks? You know right. what I'm saying? But could you imagine Paul McCartney submitting Liver Let Die and they're like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know but true. that happened with Radiohead. Like, it should be Live and Let Die. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> liver Let Die. Yeah, That's more say. appropriate for Bond, though. <laughs> I was pretty good, say. but what if it was, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> he said, what is it? <laughs> 
He doesn't, doesn't even know he said it wrong. <laughs> I don't think I did. I was. I'm, I still can't hear myself because of my screen. Yeah. What did I say? You <laughs> said live or, live or let, let die. die. Well, I think it should be live or let die. Oh, okay, okay. Live or let die. You're I also, down he on says, it. it's grammatically incorrect also. What? When you were young and your heart was in you just saying, <laughs> Yeah. My God, what are you talking about? Oh, in which we live in. The world in which we live in. I don't think that's grammatical. The world in which we in. live. You can't yeah, end you can't on a preposition. You can't end on a preposition. But you can McCartney. if you McCartney. Yeah. They should strip him of his knighthood. Wow. <laughs> he oh ended God. on a preposition. You can't do the world that. in which we live in. And I've seen him in concert when he says that. I stand and go, ended on a preposition. <laughs> that's cool. I just watched spit fly out of your mouth. Yeah. When said that. yeah. He yeah. gets really fired up about prepositions. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't know Bond what happened was, to me. Bond was cool, though. Man, yeah, but I was so I was going to say that we were, I was pretty young. And so the thing that, that was honestly a big part of what was interesting to me about Bond was Skyfall, to be honest. Right. That, that yeah. movie specifically, that was the first movie and song of Bond that I, I heard about Bond. Sorry to say it. But then no, that fair. opened, you know, me up to like, oh, whoa, you know, this is an incredible franchise that I didn't really know much about and and that's like really thanks to Adele and also that the first that that title sequence is unbelievable he like falls off this bridge yes, and falls yeah. into the fucking river and like a hand sinks down him. into yeah. the fucking hole it's amazing Those so, animatics. But that, I know. that was like so for good. years I was like this would be the coolest thing to get to do like we used to I mean we used to sit around and, and write potential fake bond fake bond themes so did you like, go to joke, that well at all when you had to sit down and write this or you just started completely we from scratch we were all bad we were like yeah let's look at our old it's ideas true. it's so true James Bond James Bond liver let down yeah I don't think that one either um, so yeah I, but I just think wait, to have I don't know. There are certain things that you get in a career no one can ever take away, you know? And I think having, uh, for me anyway, and I think for you, yeah. Matt, like having written not just a James Bond song, but a really good one. A really good one. And the one where Daniel Bond Craig. dies. Yeah. yeah. I know. Spoiler. People, watch your movies. Yeah. Get out there and watch your movies. You're late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah but thank you, dude. Yeah. It, was, it was the coolest thing we, we've ever done. It was very cool. And at the end, they, there's that... Bond chord. Spoiler. The minor nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that something that they just put in? Well, it's or Johnny it's like, Mar. Johnny Mar. Johnny I know. Mar oh, that's right. right. He's really yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking G. Everybody He's we tight. got to, like, we've collaborated, we've now a little bit more, but at the time we collaborated with so few people. And so getting to do that with Hans Zimmer and Johnny yeah, was so Yeah, especially such insane. legendary people. And they were yeah. so cool. I think we went in they so- They were so cool. So bashful and kind of like, man, if Hans orders us around, like- What are we going to do? Sure. We'll take, you know, it's Hans Zimmer. And he was so nice and deferential. Yeah. And the same as, as Johnny. I remember one time we asked Johnny what he was doing on the score. And he said, I'm making a lot of sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. He was. So who, because I know for you, because I've, I've seen, I, yeah, saw, yeah. I witnessed the moment, but I know that for you, uh, Justin Bieber, meeting him for the first time blew your mind. You mm -hmm. have a completely different, because Justin Bieber came on our show when he was a little kid. He was, how old was he? In his teens. Yeah. It was, he I, was I that, remember, he, he, he still had that, that, the, the hair. Swoop. Yeah. yeah so, his appearances on your show are so dope. And you didn't you pour marshmallow peeps yes, on him? I did. When he was like 18? Yeah. It was sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I did. Um, but it's, and then I was at some event with him and he was still, he was like, he was 
still a kid. So I've always thought of him as a kid. This like, yeah, that kid. And then in the documentary, when you're freaking out because you grew up listening to him and I think, wait a minute, if you're a big star and you grew up listening to him, that makes me a hundred and it's true. Yeah. yeah. Actually, but in your defense, it happened very young. It's not like there's a billion. Yeah, it's true. Only, I, they're within a decade of each other. They're I not know. that far apart. He, but I was thought he was, um, I was very impressed with, I thought the message he sent you. Oh, uh, he's been the nicest. You ever. know, was eloquent and kind of beautiful and really nice. And I thought, well, good for him. You know, he's, like, he's, uh, I am I am so grateful that he's in my life. I yeah. am like truly it is a, a, a something I, I I don't even like I, I, I don't even know how to like exp- explain it. Like I, mm-hmm. I am so, so thankful for for him and like the way that he was to me when I I needed it and he needed it, you know, and like we've talked about it a lot and just he could have, you know, he could have just been like, oh, cool. You're a fan. Like, bye. You know, oh, let's meet and that's it. We'll take a picture and nothing else. And he's he's continued to be so he just doesn't like give up on me. And I know right. that sounds like stupid, but like it, it's really true. He, he really yeah. he makes me feel so loved and seen. And he's always reaching out to me yeah. in the sweetest ways, in the most like just comforting ways of just like you're not alone in this. Yeah. Like I was there. And I think, you know, I talked to him the other day for a long time about you know, this, the pool I've been drowning in, as I said. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he just, he said something that was so heartbreaking, which was like, you know, he was like, I'm just really glad that honestly you have me to talk to about this because I actually understand. And there's really, you know, almost nobody in the world can know what it, what Mm -hmm. it was like, except kind of you and me and a few others. And he was like, I really wish I had me to talk to. I wish I had a me to talk to when I was starting out and doing all that and going through everything because I didn't and I was alone. And oh my God, I was like, it's true. What about for you, Phineas? Like who are the people you've met where you, your soul left your body? It was too (laughs) weird. Um, Fair few. The when I was eleven, I went and saw Green Day. Yeah, um, and that was pretty rock and roll to me as an eleven year old. And then Billy, when in twenty nineteen, did like a show in Portland, right? Well, that too. But you did this like Rolling Stone. Oh, that was tight. It was like Billy because the, the cover. His name's Billy Joe Armstrong. Green it was Day. it was a, a digital cover for Rolling Stone, and it was Billy and Billy. It was me and Billy yeah. Joe Armstrong, and it was us in front of his fucking tight vintage car. And uh, you can. I, I have no capacity to be myself in front of him at all. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. people where, and he's been very personable and generous to me, and I, I just look at him like, oh my god. I mean, yeah. Phineas, yeah, I'm useless. Phineas was him for, for many <laughs> many years. I mean, years yeah. I mean every yeah. every. Checks in his name. Yep. <laughs> I mean, truly, every single thing Phineas did from a, a certain age to a certain age was was just trying to just be Billy Joe. I just thought that, yeah, it was so cool. So I mean, everything that about was it. that was big. Well, I'm I am self conscious about time. T- yeah, t- keeping you guys because you've been so nice to to come here, and uh, I will tell you in a very honest and sincere way that one of the nicest things that happens in my life occasionally is I get to meet and talk to really young people who are great at what they do and who seem like really decent people. And it, I get this energy from it. And even though I've been doing what I've been doing forever and I'm starting to fall apart, I almost feel like a vampire. Like I'll have super strength tonight because I talked to you guys Yeah, and you, it's, uh, and you know, I'm grateful that my daughter, Man, I mean, she has good taste. And early on, she was like, 
Billie Eilish, Phineas, and oh, and your daughter. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah she is very cool. Well, uh, she is very cool and a pure soul. But it, it it means a lot to me. It's very cool that you would come by here. What a treat! So I mean, uh, this is so exciting. Yeah, we were I both can't really believe we've never done anything. Also, that's what's crazy too. What's that? We've never done never anything. Never interacted with you. with you. That's I never even met yeah. you. Sad. I think we should hang out before his face fell off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look, uh, I'll take you guys out to the Cheesecake Factory this week if you want. We're around. Yeah, sure. But thanks for having us. I'm sure you'll be around. This was very fun. Um, Thank you. Thank uh, you guys all. Keep doing what you're doing and uh, stay off the internet because (laughs) it's none of your business. I don't belong there. No, you don't belong there. And also, you know what you're doing. You both know what you're doing. You do not need anyone else who you've never met in Peoria telling you differently. <laughs> really so I'm true. I didn't mean to laugh. It's just, you, you're it's so specific, specific yeah. with Peoria. Well, it's an old thing. Oh. It's an old thing that used to, people used to say is, how's this going to play in Peoria? Oh, like, okay. This works in LA and New York, but what about you, Peoria? It's one of your hip references. Yeah. You're fine. No, but you're right. I never Thank want you. to see you again. Thank you for saying that. I, 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 yeah. I agree. Anyway, you're right. uh, I'm going to go out in the hallway and uh, yell at your dad. Yeah. <laughs> your car. Thank you guys so much. Oh, Seriously. Of course. What a treat for us, man. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you all. Conor O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT, introducing ADT Self Setup, featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cam and the Nest Doorbell with a battery or wired option. Your choice. Easily install the ADT Self Setup security system at your convenience. You don't need heavy-duty tools. And if you do need help, ADT can provide virtual assistance along the way. Self-setup from ADT grows, moves, and adapts as your needs change. You can add more products at any time, and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. It also features Nest Cams that can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. These things are getting so smart. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just one quick tap. Now everyone can get trusted security from ADT installed your way with no long-term contracts. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are all trademarks of Google LLC. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified Unified business business management management suite. suite. You said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis, netsuite.com slash Conan. Uh, Hey guys, Adam Sachs here. 
Um, Hi, Adam. Hi, Hi Adam. Hi, Sona. Hi. Matt, I'm sorry, but uh, I came here with some information. Oh. Yeah, it's my, you know, duty as a member of the team to bring news. I think that's pertinent. Um, I have a, you know, fiduciary duty, civic duty <laughs> to the to the company. I don't, I'm, I am terrified at this moment. I don't know what he's going to say. I and I do. Um, Matt knows what it is and it's really unfortunate, but I had to bring it to you guys, which is that Matt has a new podcast. And uh, I think you're going to want to understand what it is. Uh, what? Yeah. You have a podcast, Well, a new podcast. I, I, yeah. Okay. So I just hesitate to even put this in your lap, but I have a new podcast called Mall Walking. Oh. What? <laughs> Mall Walking? What are you talking about? Well, my buddy Mark McConville and I, we just record ourselves walking through malls. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. It's called mall walking. Sure like is. no G at the end. There's an the apostrophe. apostrophe. Yeah. Yeah. Mall this is a spinoff of another podcast called Pistol Shrimps Radio, where we would call play by play on women's rec league basketball, even though we don't know anything about sports. Uh huh. But that <laughs> league ended and we stopped going. I love that idea because I've been doing that for years. Yeah. I've been trying to do uh, color commentate uh, when I watch sports and television with other people and they become enraged yeah. because it's all just nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. so that that one's in the wheelhouse. I don't understand this mall walking thing. Well, we just take two microphones and we go walk through a different mall each episode and talk about the mall. You're holding the microphone. Yeah, and you we record it in the mall as uh, we walk through the mall. Uh huh. Do people look at you? Yeah. Is it awkward? Yeah. Do you go shopping? No. You just walk through the mall. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Those are, first of all, impressed with the speed of those questions. Yeah, what so, were you sorry. like interrogating? That was right I, out of dragnet. I, you know, I, you were just firing off questions. That was I fantastic. I really, I, I'm not going to lie. I love them all. Mm -hmm. And I, I like this. Really? I thought for sure I was going to get lambasted, but no, I'm a big mall no, fan No, no, not at all. <laughs> I only brought it up so that Matt could get lambasted. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's time that I spoke then. <laughs> You are a new father. You have an infant at home. You can barely make it in here to do this podcast. And I'm always hearing, uh, he can't really make it in, you know. He can't really. No, he's got this, the baby. Well, his little girl. No, we can't. Oh, he's feeling a little under the weather. You're constantly barely making it in here for this podcast, which, by the way, is a juggernaut. And now you've carved out time for mall walking apostrophe I will with your friend Britt Googly. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. I would never put mall walking ahead of this podcast. Well, how could you have time? I, I, there's no time. First of all, does your wife know that you've carved out this silly podcast? Well, my you go wife was on the basketball team where we did the play-by-play. Uh -huh. So she's in in a sense responsible for oh, this. Okay. What do you mean? Well, because that's we would go to her games and call the play by play. That was Pistol Shrimps Radio, but now this is Pistol Shrimps Radio presents Mall Walking. So you've told your wife, I can't, I gotta go. I know the baby has colic, and I know that you're running a fever and the uh, dishwasher's overflowing because it's broken. Um, I gotta go because it's time for Mall Walking apostrophe. 
with Chaz Bilnick? <laughs> Look, when you put it this way, yeah. This is this is a this is a terrible. You've created a huge. I mean, Sona. Do you go to the food court? Like, do you eat it like a sparrow? We did stop. Oh, that would justify it, huh, Sona? <laughs> we did yesterday. I, uh... Not yesterday. We passed a sparrow. Last, whenever we went, my buddy Mark got a Dairy Queen blizzard. We also oh, nice. By the way, I'm determined not to know his name. It's Mark McConville. <laughs> okay, yeah. I got it. Got it, what is it? Yeah, Sam Lipshine. <laughs> <laughs> we also got kicked out of a Macy's. Uh-huh. Why? Yeah. Well, we went to the Eagle Rock Plaza and their Macy's is like a cave of darkness. It's just falling apart. Yeah, it is. It's scary. Yeah, that's rough. I should probably have my headphones on, huh? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Let me put them on. Okay. Your, I want to be as responsible and professional as your other <laughs> podcast co-host, Diz Lickman. <laughs> <laughs> Which malls have you gotten to? Eagle Rock Plaza. Okay. Burbank Town Center. Uh. And that's all we've done. Also, this thing's probably only going to come out once a month. Okay. Again, your time is precious. Yeah. You. This is fitness though. Can you do a live recording? Can I come? You can come. No, you work on this podcast. Can I be a guest on yes, Mall Walk? Of course no, you can. No, no, yes. no, no, no. I am not losing my team yeah. to Mall Walk. Yeah. We're going to miss. Yeah, we, we're going to miss it because we're going to um, the shops at Santa Anita. Hey, no, no. I want to go to that one for Guys, sure. We have, have let me explain how show business works, have, okay? Yeah, you the can water walk around flo- the mall. No, they have a the Dave water, Busters. The That's water right. flows down from the top. This thing, this podcast we have oh, here. Oh, you want to be on? Is that what you're asking? No, I don't want to be on. I don't want to try and compete with Wiz Backman. (laughs) Let me tell you something, Buster Brown. We've got lightning in a bottle. We've got a tiger by the tail at this corner. Brian needs a friend and you're off mall walking. Yeah. And now you want to go too, Sona? Do you wear like track suits? Are you, is is it a fitness thing? Well, we are getting fitness because we're, we're marking our steps and we're walking around. Aren't you afraid of like the teenagers looking at you and judging you? Oh, we're doing this at 11 a.m. on a school day. Oh. Okay. Yeah, no teenagers cut school to go to the mall. <laughs> I hope you're attacked by teenagers. <laughs> I really do. I hope I. I hope tomorrow I'm driving in and I'm listening to the local news and they say big trouble over at the Eagle Rock <sighs> Walkatorium. <laughs> Look, normally Matt Gorley and co-host Xander Baxman. <laughs> We're brutally beaten by a gang of 11-year-old children who are cutting school. Normally, I would be insulted by this, but I'm actually with you. This is a poor excuse for a podcast. If you listen, you listen at your own risk. It's stupid. It's dumb. It'll probably rarely come out. Check it out on Spotify and podcasts wherever you listen. Stitcher. Can you go to the Puente Hills Mall? That was my mall. Yeah, and that's the um, Twin Pines Mall from Back to the Future. Hey, it is. Okay, Sona, is it not true that uh, you used to cut school sometimes? I never cut school. I had perfect attendance from kindergarten to 12th grade. Yeah, suck on that. Whoa. Suck on that. I was really proud of my perfect attendance. It's the only thing I did right when I was in school. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's refreshing. You didn't. Yeah. Because I know that you you went through kind of a wild child period. I I did. And that was. uh, You were Rizzo from Greece. I I was, but I showed up to school. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd get a lot of detention because I wasn't like really there, but I, uh, I and also you had a temper. Probably you probably lost it on people. I did. Yeah, I had an issue. I I don't know if you would believe this, but I did have a problem with authority, <laughs> <laughs> and, and yep. so I was uh, mouthing off. 
quite yep. a bit. Well, uh, now then off, but I'll, uh, we'll do Pointy Hills Mall together. You come on mall walking. I'll show you where I used to work. I love it. At mm. the watch store. Yeah. At the watch Sweet. store, which isn't there anymore. Oh, All right. Well, check good. it out. Mall walking, Matt Gorley, Zap Sternick. <laughs> Coming to a mall uh, near you, getting a lot of ambient sound and muttering. It's not a good podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you've done your job promoting it. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out, everybody. Check it out. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. <laughs>